Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and joining me for another episode is Linda. Hey, everyone. I'm so sorry, Jared. I just heard your voice. I felt so bad. I, yes. I was like, you poor baby. Well, let me just say, I do work in the theater industry, and we're going to talk about it a little later, but Venom absolutely wrecked me. Beyond that, I think I have a sinus infection. I don't have COVID. I can still taste. I can still smell all as well, but I get sinus infections once or twice a year. And I think my first one's hitting me, uh, for this year. So, uh, I'm just a little out of it. Um, I basically, in order to get to bed every night, I have had NyQuil because I can't sleep without it. Um, I don't usually take medicine either, even though I totally should. I've gotten much better at that over the past year about actually taking medication when I need it. But, oh boy, did this week wreck me between Venom releasing and this sinus infection. Like, Friday night was a busy night, and I basically lost my voice on Friday. And, you know, and then Saturday rolls around, and I'm sniffling. And like my nose is running and I'm having trouble talking and I'm like the main bartender at the same time. So I'm trying to bartend and not be gross and, and try and like, so I was like literally washing my hands in front of people so that they knew that I was doing everything I could, you know? I was just shot through. <laughs> I, I didn't sneeze in front of anyone, but it, almost, right? And now you can kind of hear it too. I'm almost losing my voice. In fact, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through this episode, but this is how dedicated I am. I'm dedicated. Linda, you had a Taco Bell incident not too long ago. FYI, we're recording this at almost two in the morning, which we haven't done in quite some time, but it's just been one of those weekends. But Taco Bell, tell us about it. Oh my God, y'all. Taco Bell. All I wanted was some fucking Taco Bell. Okay, so Sundays we've been recording. Usually every time after I record, I get Taco Bell with my buddy Dylan. We decided... Your audio is cutting in and out. (laughs) No! Oh my god. Okay, I'll talk fast. So we went to Taco Bell and these weird people in front of us, first of all, didn't have license plates on the back of their car, which is illegal in the state of Nebraska. I should have called the popo. Um, Because I'm pretty sure they were also on something because you could hear them cackling. They weren't laughing like, "Ah." they were like, (laughs) 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 and like that too, I cackle. But yeah, no, it was was so bad because their windows were rolled up, but you could hear them as if they were like right next to you. And I don't know what- Were your windows rolled up? They were cracked a little bit. Oh, okay. I was like, because then there's a serious problem. Yeah, and so we we go up to the window, and you can hear them try to order, but but they can't order. They they can't order. They just they keep cackling and they keep talking amongst themselves instead of just ordering at the box. Like this should be a conversation to be growing up. You had to have your order ready by the time you got to the window. Otherwise, you're not getting booed. Because it's annoying and it, and so yeah, and so someone from the back seat of the car literally got out and they went straight to the box and started talking into the box and made the order. Long story short, it took me like twenty minutes to get my fucking Doritos Locos tacos and my Crunchwrap Supreme, and it shouldn't have taken that long. And now I'm just I'm full, and my taste buds are delighted, but overall I'm just annoyed. God, I I hate people. (laughs) So I had a similar experience tonight. On my way home from work, I went to McDonald's, um, the one on 48, for those of you who are local. Oh, I I don't like that one. That one's a bad one. I like it. Um, That's a bad McDonald's. No offense to that McDonald's, but you're not a good McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were judges of which McDonald's are best. Uh, okay, the 48th one is not a good one. Okay, anyway, that one's a sketch McDonald's. So I pull up there because I just want my caramel frap, right? Like, I'm just trying oh, to get Oh, I get frap. it. And, like, I've had a long weekend, and I just need my caramel frap. And so I get up, to, I, get, I get up, and there are, like, I kid you not, like, 20 cars. And I'm, like, 
it's Sunday night. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, go home. Like, I'm out here because I had I had work. Like, I'm coming home from work. I deserve to be here. But what are you people doing? <laughs> like, <clears throat> and then as I'm on FaceTime with Ren, she's like, oh, yeah, I went there earlier. And they said they were closed. So all these people are waiting here because they have no staff apparently because there's a you know the staff shortage or whatever uh i mean i way downplayed that cuz it's a real problem but um you know <laughs> or whatever or labor shortage or whatever and so um what <clears throat> what ended up happening was no one was like answering the you know the the drive through and so like all these people were just sitting here waiting on it i think and like i was like why are you no. So I, I went to the one on 70th because, you know, it's – that yeah, one's closer to my better. house anyway. I don't know why I chose to try and go out of my way, but I, I don't know. Yeah, 40 – that's like on O Street. You you live not on O Street. No, I live close enough to O Street. Yeah, you're like, pretty close, but <clears> – But, <throat> yeah, no, I – um, it was, it was a night, let me tell you. So the fast food restaurants – RIP, you are just getting demolished at, we've had like, how many fast food restaurants have closed down in Lincoln as of recent, like, because there are no people working them? Wendy's on 48th is awful. Awful. Absolutely awful. And there was one night, let me, oh my God. I I had the worst fast food experience at that 48th Wendy's like two weeks ago. And almost to the point where I got out of my car and started beating someone's ass. Like, not one of the Holy Wendy's God. employees. No, not one of the Wendy's employees. A customer was just being awful to these people. There's only like three people working. And it was 7 p.m. They had to sign up on the, the little window saying that they were closing at 7. I came at like 6.50. All I wanted was a vanilla frostuccino. That's all I wanted. <clears throat> and, you know... They they were they were struggling, but I pull up to the window. This lady cuts in front of the guy behind me that is ordering. So she goes around the drive through and gets in line behind me and starts like honking, and she's like yelling at these people and like blah blah blah. And her husband starts going off at these people, and they're yelling at at them through the window. People are driving by like flipping these workers off. Like it it I've never seen anything like it in my life. And uh, it was just, it's like the world imploded right there at that 48th Wendy's where it, it straight looked like, <clears throat> like a scene out of this is the end, like just pure chaos. Like it didn't seem real. I thought I was dreaming. Uh, and anyway, so I, I, I got my kind of got my vanilla frostuccino. I didn't really get my vanilla frostuccino. They, I think what they did is they poured the straight coffee into the, into the wrong cup and didn't put any creamer or frosty creamer in it. So it just was like, it was burnt like coffee in this cup. It it was cold. It was lukewarm, actually. It wasn't good. Yeah, Uh, with fast food restaurants, speaking from experience here, since I worked at Arunza for like three years, and I, it totally makes even more sense now that there's a, a staff shortage. 10 minutes before they close they're usually having like the actual ice cream machines down and are hand mixing things no in my defense that wendy's uh on google it it showed that it, it still is showing that it closes at 10 so i went there well before like wait you i know. thought you said that they closed at seven well they had a sign up saying due to staff shortages we're closing at seven yeah, so they getting stuff done early. Yeah, so but how am I stuff. supposed to know that? And so the guy I'm was just, like, "I'm just saying." No, I said, you know, if you if you can't do the vanilla frappuccino, I can I can just go to the one on eighty fourth because that one works like a well oiled machine. Uh, <laughs> I only go to the yeah. the eighty fourth Wendy's now. The eighty fourth um, Wendy's is pretty bomb, and it's so, next to the good good sense. Exactly. So yeah. I don't even I don't even bother with going to the forty eighth Wendy's anymore after that, but. You know, the people are really nice, and I still tip them. What made me even more mad is I tipped them because I knew they were having a shit day, and I tipped them like $20, too. Uh, oh. it, it it wasn't like, 
it wasn't. I I was frustrated with the, even though the vanilla frostuccino tasted like garbage, like it was bad, dude. And I was mad because I had a hard day. All I wanted was that vanilla frostuccino. But you know what? Like, I'm not going to get mad at people who are struggling. So I'll tip them. I'll put on a good show. I'll go home and I'll drink my shitty frostuccino for two seconds and then I'll throw it away. And then I'll be mad because I spent $25 to, to, Drink of shitty vanilla frostuccino. That's fine. Whatever. I, uh, <laughs> quick question on your story. Yeah. What time did you go to that 48th McDonald's? Uh, like 11. So, like, after 11, uh, closer to midnight. Why? You said that was tonight? Yeah. Hey, I went to the Taco Bell on O Street. We were so close to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could feel yeah. each other's presence. Yeah, no, it, it pissed me off. Those people were clearly, like, on something. It's like, how dare you do this on the Lord's Day? Do drugs on any other day of the week. Come on. God. I'm supportive of doing drugs on the Lord's week. On the Lord's, Lord's week, on the Lord's drunk. day. All of it. Do them all. Not on um, Sundays. That's when I go to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, because I wanted my vanilla... <laughs> Frosted, not my vanilla frostuccino. Those those don't exist at McDonald's. I wanted my caramel frappe. Oh, those uh, are so good though. Still, huh. yeah. Well, that's that's a fast food story for you. So uh, I know they need a map to link in in order to fully understand these locations. But yeah, forty eighth McDonald's. It's fine. Do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm probably- amazed at how many places are just closing down because they can't staff them anymore like it's kind of incredible uh we we've been watching gordon ramsay's uh, 24 hour thing show whatever it is on hulu like 24 hours in hell or something like that no it's uh gordon ramsay 24 to hell and back um basically he goes in and renovates these and this is this was uh filmed in like late 2019 so the the show came out in like I think February and March of 2020, right before COVID hit. And our favorite game is, hey, did this restaurant that Gordon Ramsay revitalized, like make it through COVID? Most of them, no. Most of them, no. Uh, so this this pandemic, just to put it into perspective, is really, really bad for those of you who are downplaying it. Fuck you, because this absolutely ruined economies like across the board. Um specifically in food uh oh yeah Lucky. just just got wrecked um and my industry too for that matter did but it seems like we're on recovery mode which we'll talk about uh a little bit later in the episode uh, yeah let's uh let's talk about news news, we news. Got news to back. <laughs> we're gonna go to the news bit and then we'll come back for some news discussion so stay tuned and we'll be right back today is a great day to start your own podcast Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. So what are you waiting for? Grab some gear that you already have and then find a quiet place to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. This week's headlines are from Deadline, AP, and Slash Film. In an overwhelming show of union solidarity, IATSE members have voted to authorize a nationwide strike against film and TV productions if last-ditch negotiations with the AMPTP fail to produce a fair deal. The vote, 90% in favor, now gives IATSE President Matthew Loeb indisputable authority to call a strike if he and AMPTP President Carol Lambertini fail to reach an agreement in the upcoming days. 
Reflecting the frustration felt by below-the-line crew, the near-total mandate is the union's first nationwide strike authorization vote and brings the union one step closer to its first-ever nationwide strike. Almost 90% of eligible guild voters in the 60,000-member bargaining unit cast a ballot, according to IATC this morning. To give some perspective on the scale of that participation, that nearly 90% is about triple the turnout three years ago when members ratified their last contract. Before making the vote result public, the union chief told the AMPTP of where the members stand now. In communicating to the Lombardini-led organization, Loeb, quote, emphasized the need for the studios to adequately address the union's core issues. The studios, streamers, and networks reps said that it, quote, remains committed to reaching an agreement that will keep the industry working. Throughout the bargaining process, the union has said the AMPTP has failed to work with them on addressing the most grievous problems in their workplaces, including excessively unsafe and harmful working hours, unlivable wages for the lowest paid crafts, consistent failure to provide reasonable rest during meal breaks between workdays and on weekends, and workers on certain, quote, new media streaming projects get paid less, even on productions with budgets that rival or exceed those of traditionally released blockbusters. In other news, YouTube announced a sweeping crackdown of vaccine misinformation this past week that booted popular anti-vaccine influencers from its site and deleted false claims that had been made about a range of immunizations. A video sharing platform said that it will no longer allow users to baselessly speculate that approved vaccines, like the ones given to prevent the flu or the measles, are dangerous or cause diseases. YouTube's latest attempt to stem a tide of vaccine misinformation comes as counties and countries around the globe struggle to convince the somewhat vaccine-hesitant public to accept the free immunizations that scientists say will end the COVID-19 pandemic that began 20 months ago. The tech platform, which is owned by Google, already tried to ban COVID-19 vaccine misinformation last year at the height of the pandemic. YouTube declined to provide details on how many accounts were removed in the crackdown, but One popular YouTube channel run by environmental activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was one of several popular anti-vax accounts that was gone by Wednesday morning. With the purge siren still winding down and the batteries still beeping on the Paranormal Activity franchise, Blumhouse has dipped their hands into another horror honeypot, the Exorcist franchise. The project marks another Jason Blum-David Gordon Green collaboration on a story that the horror producer takes quite seriously. In an interview with Cinepop, Blum elaborated on his confidence in the material. What I hope to do with The Exorcist is the same thing that we did with Halloween, Blum said. Quote, Halloween, the first movie was great, the second movie was okay, and the rest of them were not very good. And then we came in and kind of rejiggered. And I think we'll reinvent The Exorcist so that it'll feel fresh, new, different, but you know, related to the first movie, but also really, really scary. In other news, Venom 2's opening here in the US and in Canada, while the highest we've seen during the pandemic, is the second best ever month for October, behind Warner Brothers Village Roadshow's Bronze Joker, which made 96.2 million. But Sony's Venom 2 wasn't the only film raining cash on exhibition. In addition, you also had MGM and United Artists releasing Adam's Family 2, which put up a great figure of 18 million at just over 4,000 screens, even though it was available in homes and on PVOD for a 48-hour rental at the price of 19.99. In regards to the most influential piece of marketing for Venom 2, those pulled by Post Tracks said it was mostly the trailer on YouTube which led to the film's success. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support the Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider joining our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers a few distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, 
Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind the scene content, and all of the other perks combined. And who knows, there may be a super secret tier waiting to be discovered. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. Ah, I sound normal again. Would you look at that? Yeah. Oh, if they could hear what we say about each other off camera. I know. They would think that we hate each other. Um, so we got our first No Time to Die reactions in. Um, what are people saying about it? Well, in Cinema Blend, we have our lovely friend Adam Holmes, who wrote about some of the things that people were saying about No Time to Die. Um, so I'll read off a couple of reactions. Uh, Mike Reyes said No Time to Die is a triumph, a perfect ending for the Daniel Craig era. It allows him and the franchise to go places rarely allowed in Bond. No note is false, no emotion squandered. The final needle drop broke me into tears. Um, we also have... Um, Evil Eric Eisenberg, who said No Time to Die is a solid Bond film, not on the level of Casino Royale and Skyfall, but also vastly superior to Quantum of Solace and Spectre. The plot is messy, but the action is top-notch. There are some impressive surprises packed in, and it brings a satisfying end to the Craig era. And then finally, we have Perry Nemiroff, aka Paranormal Activity, um, on Twitter, who wrote, Doug, No Time to Die for the most part. Some beats lost me slash lost momentum, but those set pieces are exceptional and beautifully photographed. Daniel Craig is great again, gives every ounce of himself to the role and you can feel it, but Ana de Armas was the fave. More of that, please. Um, those are just a couple of reactions out of the No Time to Die screenings that have been taking place. You know, it opened up in the UK this past weekend to a really positive response. Um, all of that being said, Linda, how excited are you about No Time to Die? Still not. I am so excited. It sounds great. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I know you are. I'm excited for you because I know how badly you want to watch this. Even though the plot itself sounds... mm, You get to see Daniel Craig's send-off as James Bond. Okay. Not many people know this about me. But my youth, I spent practicing my British accent... To be James Bond. Like, as a kid, I remember making dialogue in my head and, like, <laughs> pretending to be James Bond and, like, playing all the video games on on PlayStation and PlayStation 2, like, GoldenEye. I love that game. Um, that wasn't on PlayStation, but you, you know the point. Um, also, uh, 007 Nightfall, or n- not Nightfall, Nightshade. Um, great game. I really love that game. Uh, we had uh, that one weird 007 game with the submarine mission at the very beginning. All you know what I'm talking about. Um, I think it was called Fire... Fire... Fire something. Anyway, I was an avid James Bond fan growing up. Uh, Everything or Nothing with Pierce Brosnan. That was a video game that I played on PS2. Uh, Look, I love this franchise. And so, yes, for me... Uh, growing up, you know, I had Pierce Brosnan, and then Daniel Craig came into the role, and I wasn't quite sure on him. But you know, now he spent the better half of my life playing James Bond. So, like, yes, like I've grown to like this sort of attachment, weirdly, with Daniel Craig. Um, even the video game, like uh, 007 Bloodstone, is probably one of my favorite Bond games with one of the best Bond songs I think ever. It definitely is better than Billy Eyelashes. Uh, No time to die. Oh, sorry, Billy. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was the most outdated joke I've ever freaking heard. Oh, my. Get out. I I honestly think No Time to Die, her rendition is a little boring. Not going to lie. I think it could have been so much more. 
And apparently there was an article not too long ago that I read that Daniel Craig wasn't sold on it the first uh-huh. few times he heard it, Oops. which is kind of funny. Uh, he let Jack White and Alicia Keys do a song, and that slipped under his radar, I guess, but he had a problem with Billie Eilish. Okay. I guess not. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I don't like James Bond. I mean, I liked Pierce Brosnan and... Treehouse of Horror when he played the murderous house in The Simpsons. And yeah. that was kind of James Bondy. That was nice. That was fun. He tried to kill Homer, but that was it was it was great. Um I I like the fact that they named one of the movies Octopussy. That's fun. That's hilarious. Can we remember uh Sean Connery's uh film? Um Yes. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> R.I.P. Sean Connery. Honestly, last uh, week you said something that kind of sounded like Sean Connery. And I think it was because you said something along the lines of like, yes, or or something like that. And I was going <laughs> to be like, okay, thanks for the cameo, Sean Connery. And I totally just jipped out on it. And I, I feel bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Goldfinger in 1964. They had a character who was literally named Pussy Galore. It's great. Oh, that one? Uh, that yeah, one. who said James Bond was sexist? Come on. I know, come on. Come on, She's you're, you're lying. a classy British man. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, po- the point is, is, I grew up, my laptop... I grew up with uh, with James Bond and with like all the lore and uh, Agent Under Fire was the game that I was talking about, which was like a first person shooter developed by EA in two thousand one. Um, it originally began development. Um, I think it was released on GameCube. Let me just yeah, it was released on GameCube and PlayStation two. So uh, I d- I do remember playing a lot of that game. Listen, I'm an avid fan. Like I am, I'm not like a diehard like or a hardcore fan, but I definitely am in like that category of people that like are weirdly obsessed with these movies. So to hear mostly positive reactions coming out of this, like it's great. Yeah, no, it again. The, oh god, the reactions are just making me nervous about the plot. It sounds like the plot's a bit of a, a riggedy, riggedy wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> you can say Billy Eyelash, but I can't reference Rick and Morty even just a little bit. No, you can. You, you, you can. Thank um, you. God, that season finale a couple weeks ago was so good. Don't, don't spoil it. I have to wait until it's on Hulu. But, oh, it is on Hulu. Oh, I have Hulu live. That's why. No. Fucker. I mean, fucker. not fucker, sorry. <gasps> My season but... finale of Animal Kingdom came out. God damn it! I, I've got to get I've got to get off the podcast. I can't do it anymore. I've got to go watch uh, Jared, Animal Kingdom. You stay the hell on. You sit there. Uh, it's a TNT show based on uh, an Australian film. Um, it's bad, <laughs> uh, but it's bad in the best way. No, it's not. It's not necessarily a good show, but you know, it's a show, and I watch it, so I love it. I do. I think the season is. The last two seasons are pretty weak, but you know what? Like, it's got one more season. It survived COVID, so we're dealing with it. We're watching it. It's guilty pleasure. Nice. And Ellen Barkin's work in the first like few seasons is fantastic. Like, if you ever get a moment and you like, do you like 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 dark crime shows like um with weird. F- family like ancestral plots and like yeah no, this shows who the hell okay, asks a question like that that sounds like something one of my kitchen guys would ask me just to see my reaction um so it's not incestual because they never go there but oh, like pew. they're but it's like the it's weird bro like uh because it's about this basically this um this woman who has built this crime empire with her children and okay. and like she's weird like she's just weird she's not a typical like she did <laughs> are you okay you keep like sorry <laughs> I just, are you sorry paranoid? i'm just 
Uh, actually, yeah. I don't know why I'm so paranoid right now, but I'm starting to get a little paranoid right now. Keep keep going though. Sorry, it just I saw it's like Dylan has his big screen thing that he uses to draw stuff, and it shows up on like he has that big thing right here. And I swear to God, I saw something move on it, and now I just feel like I have eyes on me, which would make sense because you and I are talking, you're looking at me. But yeah, now I'm just. <laughs> You know how I get. I just well, ugh. me and the patrons. If anything happens, we'll watch you die. <laughs> Thank you. I'll call the police, but you know I'm recording it. Oh God, I just yeah. No, Actually, I it's just... good for you that I'm recording it. Oh, thank God. Uh, no, I'll let you know if something's behind you. Thanks. But yeah, Animal Kingdom yeah. season finale was tonight. I gotta go watch that. But yeah, I have Hulu Live TV to go back to the original point. So yeah. that's why I'm. Maybe that should be the next poll you have for your patrons. What? Do you guys like gritty crime shows with this incestual <laughs> relationship? I thought in the first season, I thought they were going there. I was like, oh my god, like they are they're wilding out over here, but they didn't. They like walk it very carefully. It's a little too careful. Uh but Anyway, we also got news from Jason Blum. Uh, was this at Beyond Fest that this was getting discussed? I didn't get to read the article. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you're not supposed to admit that. Uh, in a new interview with Cinepop. Nope, he was interviewed by Cinepop. Because I know they had Beyond Fest um, not too long ago. You know, Brooklyn Horror Fest, uh, IFC Midnight, a bunch of other people put on this like beyond fest which blumhouse sponsored where they yeah. got jamie lee curtis to come basically prop up halloween kills i don't know if you saw that video uh i might try and find it and insert it in the podcast hold on but um uh in sorry i'm losing my voice so it's uh, <laughs> i know i'm trying not to be a dick <clears throat> um i apologize for the way my voice sounds everyone but i i wanted to make sure we got an episode out too even though i need to die um anyway jamie lee curtis was talking at this beyond fest but she because david gordon green and like one other and danny mcbride i think were the only two that were Uh there promoting halloween kills but they brought in jamie lee curtis out of nowhere and she the first thing that she says when she gets on stage is basically happy halloween motherfuckers like and like (laughs) i was like i and she brought like a t-shirt cannon to shoot out t it was great um no, but they, they were talking about uh, Beyond Fest and how, like, a lot of, you know, promotion and publicity um, was, like, sanctioned basically during this little, small, little, like, I don't want to call it a festival, but during this uh, press event. Um, and so I, I wondered if that was from there, but it doesn't seem like it. This is from Cinepop who interviewed Jason Blum. But basically, the Exorcist reboot will be, quote, really, really scary. And that's a promise directly from James Blum, which, I, I look, it's not a good quote. Because, like, that could mean anything. And it, really it honestly, and it honestly seems like he just didn't know what to say about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be really, really scary. Yeah, it'll, we, be, it'll be scary, guys. It's it's just a weird, weird quote, you know? Yeah. But he did say, what I hope to do with The Exorcist is the same thing we did with Halloween. So. Which I like. That seems yeah. to be a trend in the horror genre, though. Because that's what they're doing with Texas Chainsaw. Okay, look. People have said that the Scream movie, like, there are rumors floating around that they're basically doing New Nightmare, but Scream. I don't hate that either. I loved West Point's New Nightmare. No, no, Jared, no. No, I love New Nightmare. I love New Nightmare. Oh, okay. But you don't like the idea of them doing it for a Scream movie. I don't know that I necessarily am behind that idea entirely. But you know what? Like, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt if that's where they're going. But, you know, it's just... I, I like when we can reboot franchises and they can be you know, really, really successful because of the reboot, like Halloween. But I don't know if Exorcist is the right franchise for that. It doesn't have, like, 
I don't want to say it doesn't have the star power, right? It had some impressive performances, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have that. It doesn't have your Michael Myers. It doesn't have your ghost face. It doesn't have your Freddy. You know what I mean? And so it's really hard for me to envision it being as successful as Halloween. Right. It, you're right. It, the first movie packed a decent enough punch but the sequels went out in such a whimper. Like, I get it. A lot of the Halloween movies have been questionable, to say the absolute yeah, least. Most of them. But a lot of them do have cult followings. A lot of them do have favorites. Because Halloween, there's something very unique about the series itself and the fact that there's just, like, ch- like various chunks that people follow. Like, some people like Halloween and Halloween 2, just the Jamie Lee Curtis ones. There's specific following for that. Specific following for Halloween the Witch, or Halloween of the Witch, <laughs> Season of the Witch, because they like the anthology idea behind it. The masks are still iconic in the horror fandom. And then people like the Danielle Harris ones, the fourth and fifth ones, and then that's all I'm going to say, because after that, it's just gibberish. Ah! It is gibberish. <laughs> I love H2O. What the hell just I, came out of your I mouth? I fucking love H2O. I, I do. I am a Halloween H2O stan. Like, I love that movie. Is it because it, Jamie Lee Curtis and Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams? Yeah, it's honestly, it's LL Cool J for me. Let's let's get one thing straight. No, it, um, I, I just think like... Oh, that's so funny. I think Halloween H2O was like a little ahead of its time. Because coming out now, it kind of would have been a little kick-ass. Right? She decapitates Michael Myers. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, they just did that. That was bold. That was bold. It's more bold than them killing her off in such a weird way in Halloween Resurrection. Anyway, that's my point on that. But yes, 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 you're right. There's specific chunks. It's there. it's very interesting. So you don't really get that from any other series, if any other series. Like that's that that is what's very unique about Halloween. I'll I'll give it that. <clears throat> but you can't really do that with The Exorcist. It's just I don't know. I think it's something about its plot. The fact that personally, I don't think there should have been sequels to begin with. Yeah, they really should have just left it at one. Yeah, because I mean, well, you can say that for a lot of things, right? Like, I guess but it's fair. For a lot of things, it's true. Like, do we need a malignant sequel? I don't think so. No. I think that movie exists perfectly in all of its chaotic energy on its own. It doesn't need anything else. Like, you you don't need to add to that because, dude, that movie was insane. <laughs> it's so good. It's so it good. Cracks me up to play. The scene where she's like. I'm adopted. And they, they, they do this slow dolly, the slow dolly on the sister character. Even though they look like, nothing alike. And they're like, how, how did we not know well, this? It's Even so just- overly melodramatic that I love, I love it. it. Yeah. It's God. It's, Honestly, like I forget about that movie sometimes, even though it just released. And then I think about it and I'm like, oh my God, I watched that at like 4 a.m. <laughs> with headphones on. Uh, and I was just in bed watching it and I was cackling. Like, well, it's even more funny because the mom and the sister are both blonde and she has this like black hair and she's like, I'm adopted. And they're like, how'd you find out? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, God, oh, God, James Wan. You could tell he was just behind the camera, like. <laughs> I can feel his enthusiasm in that movie. Like I can feel uh, his like his happiness to be making film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can. It's so visceral. Like it. Like you really can tell that he loves what he's doing, and that is right. the most enjoyable thing for me because he's having fun. Like. Makes it that much better. But yeah, The Exorcist. Weird. Yeah, it's also... Uh, it's weird how they're getting the mom, Chris, onto the onto the project, but not Reagan. I feel like... I, I think it'd make more sense if Reagan was doing it. Get some Linda Blair in there. But... Um, 
okay, work with what you got. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, it's just it's it's something. I, I like Leslie Leslie Odom Jr. though. Like, I mean, I think he's a good addition. Like, maybe he'll bring something new to it. Uh, I think it's all going to be a matter of how they stack up the cast here. To be honest with you, because uh, the the plot doesn't really sound interesting to me. A reboot doesn't sound interesting to me. But you know, maybe the cast can pull me in. Like, there are other movies like this that maybe didn't have like the franchise or the ip associated with it like when i think of like a film like knives out the cast is what drew me to that movie right it was, the cast. A it was such a good and, movie and i'm thinking here the main poll is going to be your cast and starting off with leslie odom jr like that totally makes sense so. yeah oh fun fact about the exorcist fun yes. very very random fact the exorcist almost made me give up on eating pizza oh I thought it was interesting, but Jared's nonchalant answer made me think it wasn't as interesting as I thought it's, it was. It's interesting. I it is, uh, What you witnessed there was me trying... I Do I sound progressively worse? <clears throat> because I feel progressively worse. You've got the voice of an angel. <laughs> That's a lie. You're lying to me. I was about yeah. to just make you be like... I was about to ask you, like... You just do the podcast on your own. You could go off on your pizza story all by yourself. No. Yeah, as if I don't already do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I was uh, watching this movie for the first time. I think I was, like, with my cousins or something. We were eating pizza, and it got to the part with, like, Reagan's face all fucked up. And it kind of looked like my pizza. And it grossed <sighs> me out so much, I just, I didn't want to eat pizza for, for a little while. But, you know, it's pizza. Wow. You can't just stop eating pizza. But, yeah, now whenever I do eat pizza, low-key think about Reagan's messed up exorcist face. <laughs> get a little grossed out, but I, I push through because it's pizza. Because it's pizza. Because it's get pizza. The yeah, I got it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just like, this is disgusting. <laughs> pizza. Huh. I'm trying to think of a time that I felt sick because of something that I... Oh, same thing with the Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Due to that pizza scene where he was eating that like garbage pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that kind of messed me up. But, yeah. Uh, with food? I don't think raw. I think raw's the closest that I've been to being Ooh. grossed out. Uh, yeah, no, raw. <sighs> yeah, that that gave me the fucking like shivers dude like not many movies do that but i was like like because i watched the green inferno and i'm like yeah whatever this is so like fake like you know what i mean but in that movie like there's something about its elegance because it's a very elegant movie you know what i mean like it Mm -hmm. it, it's not really too gory or bloody but the moments that it has when it gets to that point it's like like when uh when when they wake up and she's been like eating him i don't know if you uh uh like she like she like you know pulls the sheets down and he's like basically like (laughs) anyway you you'll have to go watch you'll have to go watch the movie it's ridiculous uh not a horror movie but bad boys Ooh, i i like green beans i i still eat them but i really cannot think about bad boys while i'm eating green beans Bad Boys Two or Bad Boys like the not OG. the Will Smith one the the OG one with what's his face Sean Penn because I haven't I seen like, it oh uh, uh, God it's the scene where he's like in prison and he has his lunch and he has green beans and some guy picks his nose and wipes his boogers in the green uh, and now uh, it's hard for me. To, I, I'll again. I'll still do it, but I I cannot think about that movie while I'm doing it. Like, uh. Chicken bones. Every time I think of a chicken bone, I or not a chicken bone, a uh, a steak bone. I think of the scene in Law Abiding Citizen where Gerard Butler fucking stabs his cellmate in the jugular like ten times with the bone. 
from the stake. Yeah. Have you have you watched that movie? Yeah. God, Gerard Butler gives one of his best performances ever in that movie. He really does. He was handsome back then. What he's not now. So Are you being stop ageist? eating chicken bone. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> so you, you stopped eating chicken bones because of that? Were you were you just balls deep in chicken bones? Is, was that the problem? And now you're like, okay, maybe I should stop eating. Was that the movie that made you think hmm, maybe I should eat chicken? Or maybe bones? I should go vegan. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, man, what a good news discussion it was. I know. How did we? It was not God. news at all. This is Jared, just a we shit post. <laughs> We got so many, we got articles to, to talk about. Let's, let's, let's keep going. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. We upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content occasionally. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. As of now, we are about five subscribers away from reaching that goal, and it would mean everything to the team to be able to accomplish this. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the videos a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. Uh, Venom. We got Venom. <laughs> We did indeed get Venom. We got Venom, what there be carnage. Yeah, you want to talk about who won this week? <sighs> yeah, let's talk about who won this week. Yay. God damn it. So you guys you guys know who won? You guys know who won? So Linda won this won. week, but <laughs> but it made way over what we all thought it was gonna make. So Linda's prediction was seventy five. It made ninety. I was not that far off. You were how much? How much did you say though, Jared? How much? I said fifty-five. I way underplayed it. Uh, I had faith in it, and I knew it was going to do well. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. So here's the thing. You know, Shang Chi had a ninety million four-day debut. Great. Black Widow had sixty million for its opening weekend, um, and Venom: Let There Be Carnage has ninety point one. So it's a uh, it's an impressive haul. Honestly, I didn't see it coming. Linda clearly took the cake. Uh, I got killed at the movie theater this weekend. I KO'd because uh, yeah, we're not adequately staffed to handle these types of movies anymore, uh, and so we got our shit rocked. It's okay. No one noticed, but we did. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just ah, what a good time. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really surprised that it was Venom two. But they're projecting No Time to Die at a much higher rate. Uh, like they were projecting No Time to Die about twenty million over Venom originally, and now they're saying No Time to Die is going to hit like a hundred thirteen million opening. Like, oh my god! Well, that's okay. So that's international. Let me let me be clear about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, specify, yeah. Let let me specify that that's international. Domestically, it'll probably be in the. They were originally projecting in the seventy to eighty million dollar range, but now I'm going to project it probably closer to ninety or a hundred even, uh, just based on what we got for Venom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the box office is doing good. It's doing real good. 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 I'm glad to see that for them, but kind of kind of sucks for movie theaters that don't have a lot of staff. Yeah, were you surprised yeah. that it made more than like Black Widow or Shang Chi? Like, I'm proud of it. I'm happy for it. That's that's what I wanted for Venom. Now let me say, Sony's happy with it too because they really needed a win. Uh, I'm Sony. So sorry. Yeah, Sony has been doing not great, and so the fact that they have a win for once is kind of nice. Yeah, sorry, it's just something here like Sony. 
sorry. I, I, had, to, I had to say something. I'm trying just, so hard to, to, to get through this episode. I'm sorry. And <laughs> you're doing great. You're you're pulling through like a trooper. I am so proud of you. <laughs> so proud of you. So proud of Sony. I'm so proud Sony. of Sony. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay yeah no this I'm- is why we stopped recording at two in the morning <laughs> fyi like <sighs> yeah because now i'm getting all paranoid and i'm getting all giggly and uh, yeah no sony deserves great things venom deserves great things i really want to watch it and uh, of course I won, because we shouldn't expect anything less than that for our box office <laughs> projections. <laughs> I um, am winning at that, and I'm winning overall with how many have gone right. Yeah, you are. You are indeed winning. Yeah, were um, you the ones with connections? Like, I guess, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the box office gods just speak to me directly. I, I guess they do. Uh, the Adams family too made a surprising, like, um, surprising haul as well. Like MGM, I don't think was expecting it to make as much money, but it made eighteen million dollars. So not only were we getting railed by Venom, but we had Adams family, which was creating even more problems for us. Uh, just eighteen million. It's it's not like overly impressive. Like it's not Jungle Cruise, but you know it's uh. It's doing well. It's doing well. I'm surprised too because the first Adams Family, what? I mean, it was not good. Yeah, I didn't watch it, so I wouldn't know. I didn't even finish it. You I know just, what? I we could, started I and didn't finish. What? Uh, well, me anyway. Tom and Jerry. I I watched it all the way through, man. I was like, Lily Grace Perez. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do that movie. Oh, uh, didn't you? Didn't we do a review on it? We sure did. And you didn't finish it. I did not. <laughs> um. Okay, but I I sh- that was a shit post review for me. It really. Was. And I'm pretty sure I, I mentioned that I didn't finish it in that episode. We literally only watched it because I wanted to, because I have a thing for garbage. Yeah, but some of the garbage stuff that you like isn't actually garbage, you know? Like, What garbage stuff do I like that isn't garbage? I don't know. what. Do, what um, we've talked about like films that aren't overly like impressive that that a lot of people don't like, but you do, and I do as well. I'm trying to think. <sighs> Me too. I know my the only example that I think of for me is uh, Jennifer's Body. Uh, God, it's such a good film. Uh, It's getting. I think it's getting a Criterion release. Hold on. This is important. It is. You guys are getting is indeed on the Criterion channel. This is amazing. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's a Criterion selection movie. How do you feel about that? It's up there with Citizen Kane. I mean, I, I, oh, well, it, 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 yeah, but that was not at all a sentence. Uh, good for it. Good for it. You know, I think Megan Fox deserves a lot more respect than she actually gets in life. And it wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could go down that. I like Sorority Row. A lot of people don't like Sorority Row. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I like the remake of The Hills of Eyes. Mm. I... Oh, God. Jared's going to hate my guts. <sighs> Jared. Can you, like, take your headphones off for a second? I got to talk to these guys about something. They're off. I, I know you can still hear me. I can't from this far away. Can you hear me? No? Okay. Guys. <laughs> no, take them off. Okay, okay, fine. You guys, I I like Drop Zombies remake. Headphones off. I'll tell you when I'm ready. You get up farther. I like Drop Zombies remake of Halloween. 
Okay, you're good. Oh my fucking god, of course. I unplugged my headphones just to hear that. You lying little shit! (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Wow, betrayal the house. Oh my god. How? Like, okay, I like the one scene where where he... Wait, is this in Halloween or in Halloween 2? I don't remember. Where he beats up the other kids with the stick. With the one that other kid with Halloween. the stick. That was Halloween. That was the that's first in, one. Yeah. That's in the first? Yeah, because that was the kid from Spy Kids. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Daryl Sabaros. No, that's the pizza place. Dan- Daryl Sabara. Sabara? <laughs> Did I really just call it Sabara? I'm so embarrassed. Oh my god, that is the pizza place. Okay, yeah, Daryl Sabara, the actor, not the mall pizza place. But yeah. Well, I'm Don't just saying like that. that's a bad take. No, it's I not told a bad take. you, I I totally respect it. Um, you know what? I don't quite like when people diss is quantum of solace i like quantum of solace i do mm-hmm. i do oh i also liked austin powers gold member when i was little a lot <laughs> well i feel like that's common um i guess, I guess galaxy so. quest i have a soft spot for that movie i love galaxy quest <laughs> that movie's so cute uh ants that weird ass animated ants movie ants yeah I like the B movie. The B movie is not garbage. It is cinematically golden, okay? The B movie's fantastic. Oh, man. And it's got such a huge cult following. Oh, my God. Um, You know, you know know what we totally forgot to do? (laughs) What did we forget to do? Shit. The uh, Twitter poll that we had for Venom 2. Oh, oops. <laughs> what did you Twitter? guys predict? Maybe what? you got it right. <laughs> what did you? <laughs> we forget you every week. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, sorry, guys. So we put out a Twitter poll. Uh, and basically, what you all had said, it was split down the middle, right? Uh, half of you said 50 plus mil. So you were in my camp. And the other half of you said around 100 mil. So the around 100 mil people were correct uh so whoever those people were congrats uh we totally like spaced out on that poll completely forgot about it but you people were the true mvps because you got closer than even me or linda uh so maybe they should do that segment in the show and not me anymore because <laughs> clearly I'm hey, i can keep doing it i know how to do box office pretend you do. All right, Linda, then what's your box office projection for No Time to Die? I'm going to say 110. <laughs> I'm just going to go 100. 100? All right. I I really can't see it going past 100 mil. Well, Maybe then it just did 90. So, yeah, I think it can, I think it can make more than Venom, but I I don't think it'll not quite one ten. Fair enough. All all I need, all I need, is one hundred five point two, and I've got you. I've got you. So (laughs) it's gonna be a tight race. This one. I'm just gonna let him win this one this week, guys. He needs a win. And that is your box office projection. Now we are going to move into what's new to streaming. So all that when we return. I know at this point you've heard us talk a lot about our website, theburrreviews.com, but I wanted to share some of the content you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and even more content covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search thebrewreviews.com in your web browser to find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we want to help. Find our contact page on the website and fill out the form. There, you'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. 
Not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. What's new to streaming this week? I'm sure you're all dying to know. Well, we have The Many Saints of Newark, uh, which is on HBO. Uh, It's from Warner Brothers. So it's streaming on HBO Max. Uh, The New York Times uh, called it a, quote, busy, unnecessary, disappointingly ordinary origin story. Damn, I hate that writer. What a a piece of shit that guy is. Um... or or she, I don't I don't really know who wrote it, but I'm just saying that's a really busy sentence. Um, so if you're calling the, I get the point. I guess right? you can say it was a it's, busy, unnecessary, disappointingly ordinary sentence. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, see, see, I see what they did there. The busy thing, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clever, but I hate it. Anyway, uh, Britney versus Spears is streaming on Netflix, which according to NPR is, quote, for those who snap up every morsel of information in the case, Carr has assembled a 90-minute feast filled with stories, details, and sources sure to feed your hunger for new nuggets of information about the Britney Spears uh, debacle that's kind of been going on with guardianship and all that. Um, I'm not going to watch it, but I know there are a lot of people who are, so... Uh, and then the one that I'm probably most excited for is the problem with John Stewart. The problem with John Stewart is an Apple TV show. This is a first look that they have on YouTube. Uh, that is what the LA mag is kind of putting, um, its foot first with is a first look. Uh, so I'm sure it's just a short, like couple minute clip, but you could go watch that on YouTube, but it's former daily show host, John Stewart, which basically is him detailing um, comedy panel discussions, uh, kind of vaguely like Bill Maher's show, but I think better because it's Jon Stewart and I fucking hate Bill Maher. So, uh, you know, that that is what it is. The Hollywood Reporter's Daniel Feinberg digged its deri- uh, derivative sketches and BTS conversations with the show staff. Um, but then again, it's Jon Stewart and he can do whatever he likes. So that's on Apple TV. Um, did you have anything else that you were looking at streaming? I know you said you hadn't gotten around to midnight mass yet. Honestly, that's kind of it. Like, I don't know. Nothing's really like catching my attention this week. Uh, I mean, the, (laughs) 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 uh, the Britney versus Spears thing. uh, Oh, I don't think they should have really made a documentary about it. I don't know. I don't know. I have mixed it's feelings about that. Yeah. And it also, it's probably heavily opinionated and like not saying that that's a bad thing, but like. I don't think it'll be something that will sh- like simply share information. Right. I think they're going to try to use it to to do dragging someone, whether it's Brittany, whether it's her new fiance. Whether Probably it's her both. sister, yeah, it's, I think it's just going to be a total drag fest, and and I'm not really here for it while she's going through it. So I I might not put my attention towards it. Yeah, I'm not putting my attention towards it. Um, <laughs> uh, I we 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 have a screener. Uh, it's an I know what you did last summer screener that I really want to get around to because yeah. the review embargo lifts, and holy shit one week and i have not even started it and oh my god what a, what a what a what a week month year it's been uh but i have i'm so far behind on everything i've got a bunch of indie submissions that i need to do i've got i've got that review we've got night stream i don't know how all this is fitting i really don't yeah, but I mean, we, we got. I know what you did last summer, and Child's Play, and Nightstream. Yeah, I. Some of those are going to get cut. <laughs> I don't know which ones yet, but some of them are going to get cut totally. So, 
We'll see. We'll see which we'll, ones. We'll brainstorm, on. see what we can do. But this is gonna be it's becoming a bit of a busy month. Yeah, it, we knew it was. We should have planned better, but we that's really just. Should've. I mean, we finally got around to getting our schedules to sync up. Yeah, which so, clearly still isn't quite that synced. <laughs> My bad this time. Whether it's but, you yeah. getting stuck at work or me getting stuck in the parking lot of a Taco Bell. Yeah, we love to see it. Like, I was just fucking hungry, goddamn. <sighs> well, that is today's episode. It definitely wasn't released at 11 a.m. And if it was, <laughs> it was a miracle. So just uh, know because it is 3 a.m. And. I am sick, so if it gets posted at 11 a.m., I did God's work. Uh, (laughs) But I really appreciate all you listening. If you want to see a video version of this podcast, which I don't recommend for this week, but there is one, uh, it's going to be... It's it's going to be in the description. There's a link to support the show on Patreon.com. If you sign up for the Trick or Treat tier, uh, you get access to exclusive videos. So there's like one trailer reaction. We really should do more of those. Uh, there's a bunch of different exclusive videos uh, from the past and also from the present that are on the Patreon. And I really do encourage you to check that out. Also, make sure to head over to thebrewerreviews.com slash merch to find our latest merch, which we just posted uh, a couple weeks ago. It just in time for, for fall, really. Uh, has some yeah. spooky merch on there. Uh, I would really appreciate the support. Every little bit helps. Go get yourself some ghost socks. Uh, make sure to subscribe on all the different podcast platforms. Uh, we're listed in all the major podcast directories, so you can find us um, basically on anything, including Pandora. And uh, we <sighs> love all the support you give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying that until I die. That's my shtick. Well, good. After all this time of Dylan being like, "When's he gonna do Pandora?" Because for some reason, I only listen to stuff on Pandora. Yes. <sighs> Yeah, I know. It, when I see I can it, say like that, stuff like that because Dylan knows, so it's okay, guys. Oh, did we did we mention last last time that we had like we had finally breached like like twelve hundred podcast like twelve yeah twelve hundred podcast downloads? What? Because we definitely reached our threshold, and we just because we went over it on the Dang. week that you weren't on, like the last newsflash <laughs> episode, we were over, and then now we're at like twelve hundred or something like that. Uh, podcast downloads. So we are plugging right along. Yay! This insomnia is worth it. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but it wouldn't be possible without all of you. So thank you so much for your support. Yeah, uh, you next time, we'll be on it. We'll be more organized. I won't sound like utter garbage. And we'll have and a much better show. I won't be paranoid as shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, only the people on video are really going to be able to see that. No, they're going to be seeing you being like... <sighs> And then they're just going to be, I'm just looking around it. yeah. Oh God, it's such a late night. It is, it is, but. We're going to bed. What? So we're going to bed. We're going, I'm not, I'm going to watch the season finale of Animal Kingdom. Jerry, go to seven. bed, you sick shit. I gotta be up at 7 too, but you know. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta <laughs> work tomorrow? <laughs> God's work, if it's posted oh. at 11 a.m. Uh, We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in the next episode, everyone. Bye-bye.